back, everybody, to Tubby Talk, featuring myself, Terry, Terry Leahy from Terry Leahy Films, and my two good friends, Chris, Steve, and they are from Tubby Robot. That's right, where we do the show, we talk about video games on this show, all sorts of stuff. We want you to be part of the conversation, so please comment. And when you're done commenting, come here into the Tubby Robot Ice Cream Factory and talk to these guys in person about video games. That is what this is about. We are in Philadelphia, Mania to be specific. Uh, what is the address, boys? It's 4369 Main Street. That's right. So come on in anytime and talk to these guys about video games. That's what this is about, building a community of nerds here in Maniunk where we make some young junk. <laughs> <laughs> Today we're going to be talking about, well, something that's near and dear to my heart. The original Game Boy. That classic Nintendo falling from the green screen and hitting that <laughs> right in the middle. But every time I see that, you know, a part of me uh, turns alive, a part of me remembers what it was like to be five years old again, six years old, and got 13 years old, because the life cycle of that thing was amazing. It just would not die. But we're going to talk about uh, the Game Boy, and we want you to be part of the conversation, so talk to us. Let us know what you like, let us know what you don't like about the show, but on to the show, because my intros are way too long. <laughs> Fellas, first Game Boy memory. Well, my first Game Boy memory is borrowing a friend's Game Boy and playing Tetris. The original Tetris with the blurry blocks dropping down because the screen refresh rate was garbage. Yeah, yeah. This, yeah. Yeah. But, and just playing it, like, with the full lights on in my room because the screen started to fade because the battery was fading. And I'm trying to eke out every last Tetris in line before it goes kaput. Why didn't you call the phone number on the inside of the battery pack? <laughs> had a little Mario with like a tech kit, remember him? I always looked at that number and I wondered who would call that number. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I ever did, but I, I wanted to. I called it once. What happened? Um, they fixed my NES. What? Yeah, uh, my NES was not working. Oh, nice. uh, the contacts were all rusted because of blowing. They were like, don't do that, it rusts them. Um, <laughs> Rub alcohol on it and it was fixed it or well, something. Well, no, they, they, I sent it to them oh, and wow. they put a new, um, basically a new uh, pin reader in it and sent it back and it, it worked. Wow. Pretty amazing. So Steve's first memory is about working, using a Game Boy that didn't really Well, work. using a Game Boy until the batteries started to die. Until it started so to die. So the Game Boy because the batteries were dying, the four triple A's you put in there. The little red flicker, right? Double A's, but yeah. I mean double A's, I said triple. I <laughs> because of the four double A batteries you put in there. That's yeah. right. With the Man. little red flicker, yeah. You know, that, that brings up a good point before we move on. That thing was a brick. Oh, yeah. I think the sheer size of it was a big memory for me because, you know, you take it to school, it's not fitting in your pocket. You out of your mind. I mean, it fit in my pocket, but I wore Jinkos to school by that time. So <laughs> I just remember uh, you couldn't have that big Game Boy unless you had a big old Game Boy case to go with it that had all your cartridges and whatnot in it. And it was it was kids. It was this big, like the carrying case to hold something that was like this thick. Yeah. Uh, so did you have the one that was shaped like an actual Game Boy? No. Because my cousin had a Game Boy case. Game Boy, it was shaped like a larger Game Boy. Oh my god. And you just filled it up and it was just made an absurd thing more absurd. It that was pretty cool. Is my favorite thing ever. Yeah, my, my first memory of a Game Boy actually, uh, my uncle was the first one in the family to get one, and he at the time lived with my grandmother. So whenever we go over to my grandmother's house, we'd pile up and be like, let's all play the Game Boy, and we'd all be huddled around. <laughs> and I remember playing the first Spider-Man game on the Game Boy, which I believe oh, was I just called Spider-Man. Yeah. And yeah, yeah, Spider-Man's talking on the walkie-talkie to like all the enemies in the beginning, and it's kind of, kind of clever writing for a Game Boy game yeah. at the time. Um, but it'd be like, oh, Mysterio's on the line. What's up, bullhead? <laughs> um, and then Spider-Man would walk around, and you could shoot a web forward, you could swing, and you could punch. Um, it was fun. Very cool. 
I think I remember uh, booting it up and throwing Mario Land on for the first time, and I remember how much I loved that music. And how much I noticed it wasn't quite as crisp and nice as my Nintendo or my Super Nintendo. It was just a little off. But... Mm. It made it fast. I remember that game being pretty fast and really difficult. I don't think I ever went through and actually beat the man in the cloud at the end or the little alien dude or whatever he was. To Tanga. Tanga. Yeah. I, don't, I don't remember beating him until I was probably a teenager going back into that game. Wow. Yeah, that game I didn't play much of. I remember when it came out, though, and it wasn't on the NES. And I had the NES at home. Mm -hmm. And it was like, oh, it's a game I can't play. I need to buy another system to play this game. <laughs> and I felt it was very unfair at the time. I was like, why does it just get the same games? Oh, my God. And of course, I didn't know anything about, like, porting a game to the technology, to the form factor. But mm -hmm. at the time, it was just, I knew there was a Mario game, and then I could and, not play it. And yeah, and it was very disappointing. You could not play it. Yes, yes. Yeah, kids, I mean, back then, it wasn't. it was not like it was today. I mean... That's also, Nintendo was always fighting a war on two fronts. You know, they had the consoles, but the Game Boy was not out that far after the Nintendo, right? When did it cut first launch? Well, the, the um, Game Boy, I believe, was launched in 1988 or 89. Wow. I believe so. It was a couple years. It was like, American launch was 85, was it, for the NES? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, so it was about four, um, three to four years afterwards. It was very close. Yeah, so all the way since the beginning, they had two. Finally, now they've moved to, I guess, one. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, there was a time where you had to own two Nintendo systems if you wanted to play all the Marios, which is what I did, and absolutely wanted to play. The game that totally blew my head off was Mario 2. Oh, yeah. As soon as those bunny ears Six showed Six golden up. coins? Yes. Mario, Six golden coins. Mario 2, uh, Mario Land 2, two. was yes. incredible. Um, I remember that was one of the first games I actually got for it, so... I didn't get it until three or four years after it was out, mm -hmm. um, and the, the price dropped a whole bunch. And I remember very specifically, my parents surprised us. We drove to Carrefour. <laughs> remember uh, the you story? You remember yeah. this? Yeah. <laughs> and Carrefour was this giant superstore, even bigger than like your your Walmart's, and Whoa. bigger than your. Um, it was like Costco. Style. It was bigger than Costco because it was just this massive place that all the people who worked in it actually wore roller skates to get around it. Wow. Yeah. Uh, and I remember we went there, and they were like, "Oh, we're picking up a Game Boy." I was like, "What?" Oh my god, that was so exciting. So we got the Game Boy that came with Tetris, and we got Mario Land 2. Mm -hmm. And I was so excited about Mario Land 2. It looked incredible. I mean, it looked a lot like Mario World. Yeah. yeah. Um, Just shrunken down and in uh, P, C, um, like P green. Yeah, and, and yeah, monochrome. And uh, it, it was the first appearance of Wario as a character, which was pretty cool. Really? That was before just yeah. Wario came out? Yep. Yeah, that was Wario's Wario initial. Woods or whatever? Yeah, he was that. That's his first. Yeah, he was a villain of six golden coins. Wow! I will. I'll tell you something funny. I was reading Nintendo Power at the time. Does anyone remember the comic that was in the Nintendo Powers? Oh yeah, I that love introduced them. Mario. Oh, yeah. That is a heartbreaking comic <laughs> because in it, Mario's a dick. <laughs> yeah, like, he's mean. He's kind to of Wario, like, and that's why Wario became bad. Yeah. Oh yeah. That's right. He um, was picking on him because he didn't look as cool as a cowboy, right? Weren't they playing cowboys? Yeah, they were playing had, like, cowboys Indians, and he was like, "You got to be the bad guy." He's like, "I don't want to be the bad guy." He's and like, "I'll get him for back. guns." Yeah. That. Uh, but the, I love the drawings. Check oh, this out. That sounds awesome. Yeah, really there's cool. a collected edition. It came in a big yellow book, and it also has the entire like. Mario World comic that came out right after that. It's a good comic! Yeah, it's, it's drawn amazing. Like, the illustration's great. You can find a PDF of it online, like, no problem. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Always buy from your local comic book retailers. <laughs> there you go. Hi, JD. 
So, um, one of the cool things about the Game Boy, though, was this little black cord that could oh. connect one to the other. And I remember that suddenly brought Tetris back alive into my world that I could play a friend in school or on a bus. I mean, the big thing this opened up was I don't remember taking a car ride for 10 years without playing something. <laughs> like, finally, there was something to do in the car, but I remember that competition specifically was so cool. <laughs> yeah. But for a reason that I didn't realize until much later when Xbox came out, it was because you're on your own system. Yeah. You weren't sharing a screen. And that was amazing to me. It was so cool. And uh, that was a lot of fun. I remember, like, Dr. Mario was a big hit in that way, too. But it would be a while. I don't think there was ever a game out where you could play simultaneous action, was, was there? There there were. Uh, there was, like... F1 Race was the came out with the yeah, four yeah, player yeah, yeah, adapter. Yeah, yeah, remember the so F1 you could Race? Four Game Boys race at the same time. Whoa! I remember um, playing that because I played a lot of F1 Race with my friends. And the big one that really made the link cable become essential was Pokemon. Yep. Uh, you can't talk about the Game Boy without talking about Pokemon. Absolutely. And, and I mean that came out later in its life cycle, but that was trading was everything. Yeah. And who did, did it piss you guys off? It pissed me off. I want to play with friends. This is an RPG. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean, I didn't need to catch them all. I was trying. <laughs> oh, I did. I had to. Mm. And I, I did. There is still a cartridge somewhere. A blue cartridge that is completely done. Oh, you went blue. I went red. I did go blue. I think I went blue. I have a tragic story behind it, so I'll get into it later, but I think I went blue. We can hear it now. It's, be it's better, it's better <laughs> later. It's better saved. Okay. But yeah, that was the big one that hit. And then I remember everybody walking around with a Game Boy. Suddenly, the Game Boy was the biggest yeah. system that there was during that time. And, and N64 was out, right? Uh, it, it, it was eventually, yeah. Yeah. Which is crazy. Like, I remember more people playing that game than any other game that I can recall. That yeah, they took were like, over the world. They were contemporaries for like a, a brief period of yeah. time before like the color came out. Yeah, you're right. Like a Which stadium. Is, yeah. That's right, because Pokemon Stadium on the N64 was using those original cartridges. And I remember the Advance came out, and that was like GameCube era. Like, it wasn't until much oh, later. Oh, yeah. Uh, it was... Think about that. That's over 10 years That's that that crazy. thing was And the, the way it looked, like, you go back... Have you played... When's the last time you played an original Game Boy? Long time. <laughs> long time? Long Too long. He has one at his house. For me, it's been like two weeks. Oh, good. <laughs> it's... Real hard to go back to. The way <laughs> display technology has come, like, over the years, it is really hard. I couldn't believe it. Was like, I squinted at this for hours as a kid. Like, and you can how, still read today. How am I not blind? Yeah. How do any of us still have eyes, like, based on the amount? <laughs> they, that... they were strengthened by playing these games. <laughs> but yeah, it was, it was, everything was a shade of green. It was either dark green or light dark green. <laughs> yeah, with lines. With lines. And like Steve was saying before, the refresh rate was really bad. So anything that moved had a trail. And so if the whole Ghosting screen was scrolling, wazoo, yeah. everything trailed. I do remember that specifically in Link's Awakening. Mm-hmm. Yeah, every time a dungeon shifted to another screen. That's right. Everything was just a blurry mess until it resolved. But That was, was kind of cool, though. What I loved about that game was that it was perfect for the form factor because... You fought on a the screen didn't move while you were fighting. Mm -hmm. Like you had to go from screen to screen. That's right. I mean, I think Link's Awakening might be my favorite Game Boy game of all time. Wow. I think it might be my favorite Zelda game of all time. That's a huge statement. I love that game. It's definitely <laughs> in my top five games of all time. Yeah. Really? If I'm thinking about Game Boy, I gotta replay Game Boy era. It would. Yeah, I have to edge out Link's Awakening because Pokemon I loved and I played it until my Game Boy was stolen. Nobody ever stole Nintendo's. 
But they stole Game Boys. <laughs> All the time, especially at arcades. <laughs> but the, um, yeah, Link's Awakening, I've been multiple times. Me too. In a row. <laughs> I haven't done that. All right. Uh, name three bosses from Link's Awakening. Agonum is the last boss. Um, then you have... I don't remember their well, names. Well, it's kind of like the wind thing. You can name the object. Yeah. yeah, well, there was the... You already put me on the spot. I had to. <laughs> I, I, I remember a bird. Years. I remember a giant bird. It was a giant bird. That was when you fought like on top of... Yeah. That was like the one like different boss battle where you're like on top of a tower as opposed to inside of a dungeon. And there was the, the um, Lemola thing that is just the giant worm with the googly eyes. Oh, that's, like, that's, 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 that's what I was thinking of, the giant worm. Yeah. That thing on the Super Nintendo, Link to the Past, I just played Link to the Past recently, that thing kicked my ass. <laughs> like, I was not ready. I needed more training, for sure, before I took that beast on again. Yeah, Link to the Past was great. I mean, that was like, the Super Nintendo was out. It was like one of the first big games in the Super Nintendo. But I feel like Link to the Past took that formula and refined it. They, like, cut yeah. away the crud. Now, since we're talking about Super Nintendo, I do have to talk about this one cool thing that happened. Oh, uh, yeah. Right in the middle of the 90s, all of a sudden, we were given two things. We were given Donkey Kong, which might be my favorite Game Boy game because it was the game where... Donkey Kong 94? Yeah. Yes! Where, oh, you know, so good. you can do a handstand yes. and topple and thing. But that came out at the same time as the Super Game Boy, yep. which was a Super Nintendo cartridge... With a Game Boy slot. With a Game Boy slot. And all of a sudden, you could play Game Boy, not in green, but in color. Not the right colors, yeah. colors. Four random colors you That's could pick. That's right. You could pick any four colors. It could be blue. It could be red. And it got really complicated, though, because games like Donkey Kong 94 actually had, uh, you, it was built in to support the Super Game Boy, so it could do more than four colors. Yeah. Time. For that game only, but mm -hmm. in specific places. And I believe that's the only game that had that. There were a couple, actually. Link's Awakening had it. Link's Awakening DX. Um, yeah. DX. Yeah. DX had it, and I believe, did Wario Land? War one of the Wario Lands, Wario Land 4, or 3 or 4, definitely had it. It was 2. Oh, it was 2. You're right, Wario two. Land 2. Yeah. And it got really confusing, because shortly after that, uh, they released the, the Game, game Boy, Boy Color. Color which was kind of a stopgap system between the Advance and the Game Boy. Mm -hmm. The Game Boy uh, Color was my personal favorite Game Boy. It's the one I had the longest. It's the one that I owned the longest. Mm -hmm. That's Before the one it was stolen that was, from me. That's the one that was stolen from me. That's when it was stolen from me, yeah. When I just caught um, Mew. Oh, Pokemon Mew? Blue. Oh. And then oh. I went to the arcade to hang out with this guy and the rest of our childhood friends. And someone... Rifle through my bag, took the Game Boy Color, uh, and threw my bag in the trash. I remember oh that day. Oh my god! That was and awful. I spent like an hour frantically looking all over for it, and we it, felt it, it terrible was that day. Man, I yeah, I lost the purple one too. Much later, I think I was done playing with it by the time it was stolen, but it still yeah. hurt. It was still like, how is it gone? Yeah, I, I lost, I lost my Mew, my original Mew. That's so. Crazy. And I lost Wario Land Two, which oh. was my one of my favorite platformers of all time. Yeah. And on the Game Boy Color, it was in full color. Oh. The, the background of the stages were black, and then the rest of the colors popped in contrast to that black background, and it was lovely. Yeah, what was cool about the, the newer systems, like the color, was that it made the screen so much better. Yeah. Like, even the black and white games looked so much better. They were nice and super original. crisp. It's true. It was, there was, the refresh rate was a lot better, so you didn't have to worry about the ghosting as much. Mm -hmm. it, was, it, was, it was a revelation. Do you know what the upgrades were between the two systems? I think it, I think it was an LCD screen. Well, yeah, they, they upgraded think. the LCD to have colors. I yeah. think it could show 16 at any given time, uh, but also so, the processor was a little bit faster. Yeah. That was about it. Um, it was thinner. 
It was it was no, a no, 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 Game, Game Boy Pocket. Yeah. Well, yeah, the Game Boy Pocket was, was actually it, the color was a little thicker than the pocket. Ah, yeah, they the were color very was sim- thicker than the pocket, but the pocket did not do color. Correct. Yeah. The and pocket. The, the pocket ran on triple A's. The color yeah. ran on double A's. The pocket was on triple A. The pocket was silver, I think, had a silver finish. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There and were then, a couple of them. Yeah. But, uh, the there silver were different was the colors of okay. that. When then the then pocket it, came out, I remember commercial yeah. where you get like a yellow one. Yeah. Or a blue my one. pocket was purple because it was the. I mean, my color was purple because it was yeah. Game Boy Color. The purple was the best one. <laughs> they, they they came out then. They, that was their um their advertising campaign was play it loud. Yeah. And they, the That's play it loud right, colors. Yeah. They were like here. They had the original Game Boy in like eight colors. Yeah. And then the Game Boy Pocket in all those colors. Uh, the Game Boy Pocket actually had a better screen than the original too. Yes. Yeah. Still hard to go back to though. I I have one at home and I was like, oh my god. Oh, I nice. thought this was the good one. It's not great. <laughs> oh no. It's not great. So I gotta uh, I gotta talk about one of the weirder things that happened on the Game Boy. And that was Game Boy Camera. Oh, Do you guys yeah. remember this thing? I Smile! Mean, you're on Game <laughs> yeah. Boy Camera. Didn't it have some kind of like heat transfer printer or something to print out the pictures? Yes, I had the yeah. printer. Why? <laughs> Why did I have a printer? I never owned any of that. I think I, I one of my cousins had it, and we played with it yeah, a little bit. Yeah, a friend of mine had it. And it's just like, this is, it's like, oh, that's kind of fun to play with, and then not for long. Because again, four colors, very low resolution. No colors. Oh, right, Did right. Did it have colors? Was it, I think it was still shades of gray. I think it was just gray. Yeah, it was very monochrome because the printouts were black and white. It was just black like black like dot matrix, but like heat transfer like on a receipt. I do remember that there was like one game in Game Boy Camera, and it was like a, uh, it wasn't Space Invaders, it wasn't Raiden, it was like a Galaga, maybe? I don't know. Some when kind you of shooter to, game. But when you get to the end, it's the one where you get to it and you just see something start coming down from the top. Mm. Like in slow motion, and it's your face yeah. that you find at the end. I distinctly remember that. But what a weird thing to happen! It was was there a Pokemon Snap that was released for that? Yeah. Was that no, that was, that was N64. Okay, so what was the and there was, was a Pokemon camera for that game for the camera? There, there was something Pokemon related for the Game Boy camera. I remember. I don't remember that one. You don't Kids, let us know what it is. Yeah. <laughs> Because I'm going to forget, because that's <laughs> real obscure. I could have sworn my friend printed out like a picture of Pikachu or something like that. Hmm. It might have been, it might have been just in the camera. camera. It made it baked into the actual OS. I do remember there were a bunch of Pokemons that came out for that. There was the original, blue and red, and then later a yellow came out that was more like the show. Yep, yeah, so you can get Pikachu as... You can get everybody. At the beginning, yeah. Remember you can get uh, Pikachu, Bulbasaur, Squirtle, and Charmander in one cartridge. Oh, I didn't know you could get all of them in one. Yeah, wow. because it kind of followed how the show worked. And that one had Game Boy Color like advancements in it, yeah. too. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, the, the drawings of everybody was a little different. I will say, that little Game Freak opening was pretty impressive. Yeah, that thing. And then just, <laughs> like, like jumps in. In. Ah! Yeah, it jumps out at you. Did you guys ever play any of the Mega Mans? I didn't actually. A little, and I hated them. I was gonna ask <laughs> why. The screen was so much smaller, and I believe Mega Man was a pretty hefty size too, so you yeah. couldn't fit that much action on the screen, and it just felt it felt wrong. Yeah, I remember playing like, and they were different. Like the Mega Man Five on the Game Boy was not the Mega Man Five in the same NES, line yeah. on the NES, and I thought it was, but no. Instead, I was fighting space aliens and things. But you had a cat. Suddenly you had a cat named Tango I could turn into a buzzsaw and do jack shit. <laughs> I didn't remember that at all. Like, I didn't know that they introduced new characters. I thought they were remixes of the NES games. Like, they had, this is half of the enemies from 4 and half the enemies from 5, and we'll call that Mega Man 4 or whatever. Well, like, I know the original one definitely had fewer bosses because the this one has six bosses. No, I think they, one, it, like it was four. like four, and then you fought four more. I okay, think maybe that's what it was. What it was. Yeah. The original Mega Man had six bosses, but... Yeah. 
on the Game Boy, I think they always did four and then four. That you, oh. you could not do eight to choose from. You had to fight the first four first for some reason. And they made something called like Mega Man Extreme or something like that, which was kind of like a Mega Man X port. Yes. But oh, not yeah. there. I mean, the Game Boy, it was limited. Like, it really yeah. was. What was cool about it, uh, they ported a lot of Super Nintendo games to the Game Boy that, you know, were never on the NES. I remember there was a time they were publishing games for the NES, the Game Boy, and the Super Nintendo. And yeah. Nintendo Power would say, you know, rate them all, like, accordingly. And the, the, all the Super Nintendo games went to the Game Boy. Like, they had Killer Instinct on the Game Boy. They had, I, I right, definitely I had, had that. that. Yeah. They had Donkey Kong Land, which was Donkey Kong Country, uh, kind of the same idea on the Game Boy. Yeah, mm-hmm. I remember with the, with the, the, the faux 3D, like... Yeah, they're like, we're taking this, this rendering right. technique and yeah. put it on the Game Boy. And we're like, wow, why? Oh my god, it looks horrible. <laughs> it's really hard to play. The games are fine, but it's really hard to get over that I can't tell what's going on kind of visible thing. Yeah, the interesting thing back then that they kind of got around to a little later on, Nintendo did, was they were pretty much just developing the exact same kinds of games on Super Nintendo for Game Boy. Like, there wasn't like, let's design it specifically for handheld yet, which came later. Uh, around the advance, there was some for like advance, I think, that were, they started to get that idea, but um, there was one game where they did figure that out, that they should make it just like specifically for a handheld, and that was a Kirby game, and I don't remember the name of it, but the game pack itself, the cartridge, had like uh, motion control in it, so it knew, and it was like... Kirby Tilt and Tumble. Tilt and Tumble. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Like they were trying stuff back then, and you could see what the future of this company was going to be, that they were going to be the weirdos that we're going to keep trying. <laughs> so there was a Pokemon Rumble. Maybe that's what I was thinking of. They had weird stuff. They had that Pokemon Pinball was a game and that yeah. might have had Rumble in it too. There was, Maybe a, that was it. some of there the... There were a few cartridges that had Rumbles. Yeah, right. some of the, Kirby the Pinball one ones. Too. Yeah, oh yeah, there's uh, Kirby's Pinball Land. Was that what it was called? There were a lot of Kirby... I mean, Kirby was introduced in the game. Oh game. my god, yeah. That, that's that probably, was the first game. That was the flagship character, I think. Yeah, really? Well, Kirby, Kirby 2 and Kirby 3. No. Kirby and Kirby too. Yeah, they were on the Game Boy. Um, and I mean, we Wario was introduced there. Uh, there, there were Pokemon was introduced there. I mean, a lot of the flagships, the big ones, started on the Game Boy. Wow. So, let's talk about the Mario Land series, specifically Mario Land Three, Wario Land. Yes. <laughs> that was one of the coolest concepts, and I don't remember in another game during that time doing that, putting you in control of the bad guy from the game before. Yeah. And. It introduced new mechanics and stuff. It took everything you loved about the original and just kind of twisted it a little bit. Like, the bunny ears were, like, rocket-powered, weren't they? Yeah, they had the, the rocket-like duck helmet, so you could fly horizontally. Yeah. Yeah, the bunny ears were for jumping? I forget. Bunny but... ears were in Mario Land 2. that was 2, yeah. Yeah. What did it do in Mario Land 2? I thought it was a... In Mario Land 2, it was slow It was, yeah. Fall. It was kind of like <laughs> the raccoon <laughs> tail <laughs> without the flying part. Rabbits don't fly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Not the <laughs> raccoons. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, yeah, that game, um, it, it it was all about dashing sideways and you attacked your enemies from the yeah. side, which is something Mario never does. Shoulder charge. Yeah, the shoulder charge. And it was being a, a brute, a bully, like forcing your way through these levels, like destroying the levels as you went along. And it was really fun. And that it's not a mechanic that I can remember on any other game. I don't remember a Super Nintendo game with that mechanic. Was Mario featured in any Super Nintendo games even? I don't think he was. I mean, there was like a puzzle game or two that he was in, but I don't think there, there wasn't like a full-blown Wario game. No. I, I mean, but even when we, he... Okay, I guess he did have a puzzle game. Because I was thinking in N64 he was heavily featured in Mario Kart 64. That's right, he was but I didn't know Kart. if he was in... If he had a version of Wario's Woods on SNES or anything like that. Yeah, I feel I like remember. there was all the way at the end of the cycle. Like, 
like the, it was dead already, and they made this game. <laughs> like that—that's kind of what it felt like. But no, I remember uh, the Wii game, the whatever Warrior World. Warrior where? Well, no, Warrior you might World. be. There's a oh, Warrior World was on the GameCube actually. Okay. Oh, on the GameCube. That Jeez. was the GameCube game. Uh, it was a game. full 3D Wario game. Yeah, where you went Why around. Why did I not know about this game? I got to get my. Yeah, I, I only so saw it recently. It was in uh, Games Done Quick. Okay. Someone speed running it. Yeah, it's not. It's not. 3D. It's still a side scroller, but it has like 3D elements. Well, yeah, to you it. See, it is 3D. Like you come forward. You go forward and back. Yeah, and it's polygonal fully. Um, I'm thinking of the Wii version, which the is Wii uh, Shake It. Was... Wario, oh. Wario Shake Land. It. Yes, Shake it, that's what I remember. Yeah, which is a beautiful game. It like, really is. That, it's all like hand drawn, animated. Um, and that's when I still I gotta go back and finish that. I played it. and I was like, <laughs> this is great. And then it was a time in my life when I didn't have time to play video games, and now I really want to finish that one. In and, the time and of worst time, we don't really have time Yes. <laughs> yeah, Game Boy. I mean, it was a it was a really cool period of uh, it was a cool, really cool piece of technology for the time period that it was in, um, and it just lasted so long. What do you think was the lasting appeal there? Why? Where were the imitators? Well, well, there were. Yeah, you had the Sega Game Gear, which was basically a brick most of the time because the batteries lasted literally fifteen minutes, mm-hmm. but it was full a full color screen. Very bad refresh rate, so you still have the ghosting issue, especially playing like six double A batteries. But you six double A batteries were dying like fifteen minutes. <laughs> but it, it had a TV tuner, which didn't help the battery life at all. But it was it was wonderful. And then the Game Boy still chugging along. Then you have the Sega Nomad, which played full Sega Genesis cartridges. What in yeah. a handheld, fully so color handheld, only on Toys R Us. Yeah, only sort of Toys R Us, but it was advertised heavily, lots of places. Had the six buttons and everything. Yeah, Tell I, me more about this. So it, it was a handheld system bigger than the Game Gear, so it was chunky, <laughs> and you put a Genesis cartridge in it. Full from your Genesis, Genesis cartridge. Oh and it plays in full color, has six buttons on it. The Game Boy was still chugging along while that was out, and you know some of the other like spinoffs like the Game Boy Pocket or Color, but the Game Boy was still alive because I think the Nomad came out in like '96. Yeah, and there were, there were other things that came out at the time. There's the Atari Lynx that nobody remembers. Atari made a handheld system that nobody bought. There's the TurboGrafx-16. The TurboGrafx-Express was really yeah. cool, actually. It was a lot like the Nomad for the TurboGrafx. Yeah. What? Yeah. There was a TurboGrafx handheld? It was called yep. the TurboExpress, and that it played... Game, that system doesn't, is like, it doesn't really <laughs> exist in my mind. It didn't <laughs> yeah. actually happen. The TurboExpress is shaped like, and I think was, a portable television. Well, it was a lot. I mean, so the big factor was like a Game Boy. The screen was well, yeah, but the screen was small because it had lots of electronics inside. I yeah. cannot wait to watch the graphics on this of all this stuff. That oh, I have yeah. no idea what it is. <laughs> and so that act definitely had a TV tuner built into it because wow. we would play Keith Courage and then switch from Keith Courage to watching the Eagles game. What is Keith Courage? <laughs> Keith Courage it was a game like, that came with the, the, the Turbo, Turbo graphics. graphics, and it was like a side-scrolling action RPG. I think it was I kind was of like Castlevania-ish. It was yeah. like their Castlevania. It had clone. awesome music. Yeah, <laughs> I have so much googling to do. Oh uh, yeah, that, that's you. You can play a lot of that stuff on the Wii Virtual Console, and a lot of them are worth it. Like Keith yeah. Courage is fun to play through. Bonk One is really fun. Oh, I did love yeah, Bonk. Bonk. Was awesome. Yeah, big fan of Bonk. He was the mascot for that system back when systems had mascots. Oh I, well, if we want to go into the, there's like the the Neo Geo Pocket. Oh yeah, Neo Geo Pocket. The Wonder Swan. Wonder Swan, yes. What's uh, a Wonder Swan? Wonder Swan was this weird. Uh, it wasn't backlit, but I think it was color. Yeah. Handheld system that they made a couple games for. <laughs> yeah, it was like Neo Geo games. No, SNK games. SNK. Yeah. I don't remember who. It might have been SNK. SNK who was the manufacturer, but hmm. it played a lot of um. 
Neo Geo SNK games. But it was all like really like, niche, and like we, like you're saying, you never heard of a lot of these. No. We were all alive at that time, and it's just uh, yeah, these, because the Game Boy was had such a, a large shadow over everything else, despite being technically inferior on pretty much every level except battery life. Yeah. The Game Boy lasted a pretty good time pretty good for, for yeah. double batteries. For Why do you guys think that was? Oh, Why do you think it beat out everything else? It had the game library, as we talked about, it had many classics, many series were born there and thrived there. It had Pokemon, which put Thrust into the homes of kids everywhere. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it kept it in people's minds. So part of it was probably because parents were like, you have a Game Boy that works, why do you need a Wonderswan? <laughs> yeah. And you're like, true, I can continue to play Pokemon with my friends, with the link cable. Why give this up? The system was made, built like a tank. Yeah, I remember, like, in its last couple years, like, the Game Boy is pretty cheap. Like, yeah. you get a new Game Boy for seventy nine ninety nine, I think, mm-hmm. like, during the last days. And that was, I mean, it's still a lot of money. Back then, money was worth more. Uh, but seventy nine ninety nine was still, like, I can get that for my kid. You know, that'll shut them up. Uh, they can play this in the car. And it is parent. a parent. Yeah. <laughs> and actually, the more I think about it, while Game Boys were sort of thing, the, the original and the pocket and the color, did the Engage come out? As a contemporary, or was that no? Afterwards? That was that was like Game Boy because we were still in school, so it was before two thousand. But I don't know when the Game Boys, when the Game Boy end of life. No, I think the Engage was right after we were out of high school. You sure? Yeah, I think oh, it's okay. in the odds. What is the Engage? Engage. So, <laughs> Nokia. What is happening? So <laughs> Nokia made a handheld game system, which was also a slash phone. It was his phone. So ah. there was a, a phenomenon called side talking, <laughs> because you know, imagine like the the. Um, the four factor of like a Game Gear, it's you know, horizontal, the buttons uh, are either side, screens in the middle. Pretend my phone is, is one. Yeah. So the speaker was here and the microphone was here on the top's edge of the Engage. So, so if you, had, you were playing a game and you got a fall call, you would hold it to your head sideways like this and go, hello, I am hearing you crystal clear on my Nokia Engage. And everyone made fun of that with a meme called side talking. And there's this whole website, I yeah. think it's just sidetalking.com, <laughs> where people hold various things sideways to their heads looking stupid. The 90s were weird. <laughs> yeah. It really was. And yeah, but the Game Boy was a big deal back then. And, uh, you know, it definitely set the tone for what a handheld should be and would later become. I mean, did anything outsell the Game Boy? Uh, I mean, the Game it Boy, depends how you I, count I, the iterations. I would but say I think, units, like units sold. Like if you're counting the original Game Boy and all of its iterations, I don't. I think it's still number one. I think like, it might beat out the, the Wii. PS2. Hasn't beat, okay, so the Wii and the PS2 haven't beaten it in overall. No, I don't think oh. so. Uh, I'd have to look these stats out, but they're, they're it's up. It's either up there or way surpassed. I mean, like, with the magic of the internet, they're up here right now. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but no, it was a monster, like, and just kept being a monster. And I think it probably confused the other companies, like, yeah. why? It was like, we put out this cool thing, it's got like 256 colors, it's got TV tuner, and it, you can see it in the dark, like, you don't need, like, the, the original Game Boy had no backlight, so that was the other thing, like... <laughs> oh my god, I forgot We didn't even about get that. to that, the screen was bad, it was no color, it had poor refresh rate, and it was dim. Yeah, really my, dim. My favorite accessory? Was a magnifying glass <laughs> yeah. that has it with the light. So you, <laughs> you telescope the magnifying glass like, like panel out, 
and it had a light built into it to back like the screen and it magnifies the screen so it's a way you can play some games it's a giant chunky thing it was was like this far from (laughs) the screen it was like imagine like like it was huge and it wasn't like quality optics it was like bent (laughs) around the edges it's fish-eyed like crazy yeah and if you thought you looked like a dork before imagine like putting a headgear onto the uh onto the game boy that's what it was like yeah so so it was one of those things where you couldn't play it like in your bed that was not just not a thing. I you mean, had to like put a lamp I mean, directly. I on. could because I had a nice flashlight system going. <laughs> well, I did too. Like I remember being really excited that uh, I got this like third-party slide-on light, and mm-hmm. it was took four additional AA batteries, <laughs> yes. mind you, that slid onto the Game Boy. So it has four AA batteries. The top thing has four AA batteries, and you flipped it on, but then you had light. And I was like, I can play this when I'm going to bed. I can play Wario Land in bed. This is amazing. And there was a port. Remember the port on the side? That light started to be able to go into and draw energy from. Oh yeah, the the extension port, which was yeah. the same port that the Game Link used. That's right. So well, all right. So let's think about what this system did. This system introduced uh, Link Play altogether. Like that, you couldn't do that. I mean, there had to be. You had to be on one system before that thing came out. Arguably, it, it was the first portable gaming system with uh, with games that you could swap out. That's, I don't think anything oh, did that before. Right. Yeah, the like Mattel football was just Mattel football, the handheld. That was yeah, the there were a lot ones. of. Uh, and you yeah, had the we Tiger games, off of those which were just single, yeah, single game devices. The, the Nintendo Game and Watch. Game series. and Watch were also single game devices. They're yeah. all single game devices. I think Game Boy was the first one with swappable cartridges ever. Uh, it was a big deal. It was yeah. a big deal because you could lose those cartridges. <laughs> yeah. You had to take care of those cartridges, but. Same trusty blowing technique as the NES and the Super Nintendo. <laughs> yeah, and you yeah, rusted it out. Which, yeah. which you know now was faulty, but at the time was the only way to play. Yeah. That's right. But yeah, I mean, it just introduced a lot of uh, mechanics and things that we kind of take for granted. And, you know, fast forward. Uh, do you guys remember when the Advance came out? The Advance came out in like 2000, I think. Leaps and bounds. But you know what? It didn't have the same... Allure didn't have the same magic for me. And I don't know why, because, like, (laughs) Mario 2 was on that thing. To me, it was the form factor, because it was horizontal, and it was not my beloved vertical um, orientation Game Boy. You know, I find we all feel the same way, I think. Because the events came out, and I got it, and I liked a lot of games on it, but I don't feel a love. Like, I don't go back like, oh, I miss Game Boy Advance games. I don't. I miss Game Boy games, though. I don't think I can name two Game Boy Advance games. Oh, that that can't be true. Super Mario Advance and Super Mario Advance 2. (laughs) (laughs) I got besides the ones with Advance in the title, like I think the earlier Castlevania games. Oh, they were really good too. There was a Metroid that was pretty badass on that. Metroid too. Fusion. Yes, Fusion. Okay. Was really good. And you think about games like Advance Wars started there. It did start there. Okay. And Fire Emblem was on there. Oh well, my god. But here's the thing: it doesn't feel that Mario and Luigi was on there. But it doesn't. It doesn't feel the same. And that might be. That might just be us hearkening back to a simple time. Or it could be. That there's a reason that that thing lasted for think, 10 to 12 years. I think there's it a magic, felt, yeah. Right. Magic's my big thing. Like, that is why <laughs> I'm a Nintendo fan, because there's magic in their games. You know, I actually got that magic back. I don't think it's all nostalgia, because the DS, I look back, and I'm like, I love Yeah, the, the DS, DS I loved when I first love got my, my first DS fat. I played it all the time. Yeah. That was so Loved cool. it around with me. It was great. But, like, yeah, I, did, the I had the big one, too. The big gray one yep. before they got yeah, small. I, I, I had the big red one. Came with Mario Kart... DS. Yes. Mm-hmm. Which was an awesome game. Really I think I still was. have the strap in my, in the stuff I took from my old job. Was it was in my desk oh for like 12 God. years. The strap, we had like a little like Mario decal. That, that was the first checkers. Nintendo system that went online. Yeah. Um, inherently. That was the first one that had it built in. So you could play Mario Kart online. I remember that blowing my mind. 
and the fact that you could play multiplayer without that link. Like Game Boy Advance, you still had to have the link cable. It was garbage. Yeah, the download link, download oh play. My God. It was awesome. Now we're just going to the DS. The DS was great. <laughs> and like then the after that, the 3DS. Yeah, which I which I really enjoyed. I Play still play. Playing Majora's Mask on the 3DS is is a, a and Ocarina of Time is a deep pleasure of mine. Like it's <laughs> it's it's a lot of fun. Right. And now we're at this weird point. I do you think the oh God, 3DS right. is ending? And you're right. In a this Switch is actually world? a really topical thing for this genre, this era, because is Nintendo ever going to make another dedicated handheld system? I think they probably won't. Why would you? Right. Uh, it doesn't I mean, make a lot of sense from a business standpoint. Yeah, because the Switch is the best of both worlds, literally. Yeah, I mean, the Switch is awesome. The, the But it does, you make different games. Like, we were saying, like, the DS had a lot of games you would never find on a console. Mm -hmm. uh, 3DS, the same. But now, it has to work on both with the Switch. So we're at this, maybe we're at the end of that Game Boy line, which I feel like the, the DS was a spiritual successor to. Yeah. Um, and now, like, I don't think that's going to be a thing anymore. It's a little sad. It is. But you can always pick up that giant brick anytime you want and stare into that green screen. It's true. Play some of those old games that, you know, brought us so much love back in the day. Uh, let us know some of your Game Boy memories, because I feel like there's a special place in everyone's heart for that specific machine. Uh, you know, maybe you borrowed your brother's, maybe it was your sister's, maybe you had to share one. God! Yeah, yeah. Did I, anyone have me. to share? That I had to me. share until it was like, alright, screw it, you're both getting your own. <laughs> Can't handle this anymore because I was like an addict. I gotta, just gotta get my Game Boy fixed real quick, that's okay. <laughs> yeah. But let us, know, uh, let us know your Game Boy memories. We're curious, you know, not just games, but experiences as well. That's the point of this show. <laughs> is uh, building a community around the things that we love, like gaming, and uh, talking about the past. Can't get to the future without the past. You know, there's a lot of stuff that wouldn't have happened if it wasn't for that giant gray brick. Thank you very much for watching Tubby Talk this week. I am Terry of Terry Leahy Films. With me, as always, are my buddies. Chris McGuire. Steve Wright Jr. of Tubby Robot. That's right. Please come down to Tubby Robot, enjoy some ice cream, talk some video games. Oh, would you ever be able to get a Game Boy game up there? Absolutely. That's something we could do. Why don't you explain what's over there? So we have uh, Wall of Vision, where we play classic arcade games, uh, but we... Basically, can play anything. We have a PC running whatever you want. Um, but we, we, we pick a, a new game every week. But, you know, just for funsies, we could do Game Boy games for ourselves anytime we want it. That sounds like something we could do in the winter, possibly. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks a lot, everybody. Oh, you guys should make an ice cream that looks like the original Game Boy. <laughs> little and lime in there. Oh, you could do, you could do um, an ice cream sandwich, actually. That would, might be work pretty well. Guys, come to Tubby Robot. They're going to start having Game Boy ice cream sandwiches. You can have them anytime. But come on down and talk video games with us. We're so glad that you're watching the show. And uh, we're going to keep making it whether you like it or not. So join the conversation and let us know what you, uh, what you think. We're so happy that you join us again. We'll see you soon. Game on.